0: back listeners to the backlog breakdown yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm your host josh and with me today is mr p.a nate p.a nate in the house hey 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 what up josh How- i'm I'm doing pretty good- uh, a little tired a little tired my uh son woke me up at four o'clock this morning mm and so i decided to to get some stuff done um but uh yeah so i so I've been up since four but i'm i'm good I'm sleepy good. boy i don't just a little i've got some Earl gray tea that I'm sipping on mm. um no alcohol tonight 'cause uh that that probably i'd probably crash halfway through the episode.
1: I, but, uh, I was actually going to make myself a hot toddy with some uh, mm-hmm. chamomile tea. Nice. Um, but I nice. I I got up this morning. I did a little bit of weightlifting, and ah. uh, it's been a long day. And I was like, if I put <laughs> any booze in my system at all, like it's going to be like...
0: <laughs> <laughs> so we're on the same page then. Really exciting! This is the this is the foot. Now 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 I just stuck my foot in my mouth. I was just saying this is exactly the type of um, persona that we want to portray for all of you wonderful listeners out there. Is that we're two tired old men? Yeah, I mean it's not wrong, (laughs) but yeah, Yeah, we're being we're being real here, guys. This is we're being honest and authentic. (laughs) Relevant to your situation. Uh, exactly. how, how are you doing? How are you doing, Nate? Besides, besides, um, about to keel over and fall. Asleep. Well, no, no, no. You did not make yourself a hot toddy, so never mind. No, no. I'll I'll be good for a little bit. Um,
1: I I was actually thinking about drinking a cup of coffee, but it seems mm-hmm. like I've I've officially en- entered into the old man status. So if I drink a cup of coffee after like seven. Like, mm-hmm. it's like game over. Like, I'm not sleeping Dang. for hours. Yeah. Like, um, so it's just, uh, no, doing pretty good. Um, it's peak season at the post office, which means mm-hmm. I am stupid busy, uh, way busier than I'd like to be, which, you know, as, as we've mentioned before, is really nice. It's really fun when those paychecks come.
0: Hey, hey. It's
1: not so fun the rest of the time. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, doing, doing okay. Uh, just sort of trying to get through the next few weeks without, uh, you know, murdering anyone or, without you know, ripping your beard out. Yes. Uh, I've, I've been tempted. I, I have been sorely <laughs> tempted at times, if, mostly just to keep myself from like throttling, you know, someone uh, I told you before we started recording, but I had, I had a guy the other night. Uh, it was like, I didn't tell you this part. It was like five thirty, <laughs> which normally I'm done at like oh, okay. four fifteen. So I yeah. was, it was, it was getting late, and I was Already. real mm-hmm. up against the wire. And I, I'd, I had gone by his house, and he, you know, I delivered his mail. He didn't have anything waiting in the mailbox for me, so I get about two, three hundred feet past the house, and I hear, "Yo, mailman!" I was like, "Oh, oh no." No, 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 no. That, one, that's the wrong tone to take with me. Um, just and, and it wasn't like he was being super aggressive, but uh, he was like, I need you to take this letter. And he's waving this piece of paper. And like I said, I'm about two, 300 feet away. And I was like, okay, come and bring it to me. I said, I already walked past your house, man. It wasn't out there. And uh, he was like, basically, there, there's a little bit of exchange. And, and he's uh, he says, uh, I don't have shoes on. I said, that's not my problem, is it? (laughs) And uh, yeah, Uh, yeah, I ended up going back and getting the the mail um, from him because it's just, that's, uh, I guess, what you do, I guess. It was better than, you know, standing in the middle of the street and yelling back and forth. Um, But yeah, I was uh, incredibly unimpressed with that particular interaction. Um, and that's sort of just been like that, that little slice just sort of like those little slices happen often enough throughout the week and throughout your day to sort of make you go like, you know, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's been good. The weather hasn't been like super awful, so I I can't complain about the weather. Um, it's, it's been cold, but it's December, so it's to be expected. Yeah. How cold is cold? Uh, I think this morning when I got up, it was like six degrees. Oh, yeah, that's cold. <laughs> it, war- I, it warmed up. It, I mean, it warmed well, up. But yeah, this morning, like it was super cold, especially like when I was running out to my Jeep to go lift. I was like, oh, it's, oh, oh, no. Oh, no.
0: But yeah. Yeah. It's like 40s here, like before the sun comes out. And so that's that's cold. Especially if I'm going to work at that time, because most of the time I I drive a scooter. Um, but if it's raining or super cold, I'll take a car. Um. So, so yeah, forty is cold for me. So six, I that does not compute.
1: Dude, I mean, at some point in time, like it, it is, and I'm just letting you know, this is sort of like my grand scheme is I'm going mm-hmm. to arrange for you guys to come up to pennsylvania and experience like the the beauty of western p.a weather (laughs) it's like (laughs) seattle only not cool at all (laughs) um no but uh yeah so we were talking a little bit before we started recording too you're almost done with classes Mm -hmm. or like you're done with classes right
0: Yes, yes, we're uh, taking – this semester is over as of today. So that's actually what I did at 4-8. That's, that's why I decided that when my son woke up uh, – but I'll I'll just tell the story, okay? So last night we got home. We usually have family dinner at my parents' house. We got home, put the kids down, and I was really tired, but I still had to wear, uh, work on – Um, to, I had a final paper due by the end of – well, by midnight tonight, right? So I had – you know, yesterday, I still had a few more pages that I needed, to write, So I was like, I'm, I'm really tired. I told my wife, I'm just going to take a nap on the couch for a little bit. And then I'll get to work on my paper, see if I can finish it out, or at least make a dent in it before tomorrow. Well, lo and behold, I, I just totally crashed on the couch, I forgot to set an alarm. And apparently I had moved around a couple times or so my wife said when she came down to check on me. So she thought that I was awake or like I was waking up because she was walking into the room. Um, But I don't remember any of that. I just remember my son waking up at 4 a.m. and me being like, oh, I just slept on the couch (laughs) for like six hours. Um, So then I was like, I really need to work on my paper. So sat in front of the computer for the next like three hours and finished it out. So... That all that to say is that I am officially done I submitted that and I'm done with the class and it, it was it was great um it just feels it also feels great to say hey I have the next few weeks or about a month actually Dude. until my next class starts so yeah that's the, that's the thing with college man is like <laughs> the breaks are are uh, pretty nice very of course nice. yeah I, I take eight week courses. So it's like double time and uh, and you get four days in between each course in the middle of a semester. So that's not really much of a break. Um, but in between semesters is nice. So the church, they, they, we don't do Christmas bonuses like I guess other places do Christmas bonuses. I don't know. I haven't worked very many other places. Um, but what they do is they give us all the week between Christmas and New Year's off of work, which is great. Um except for Sundays of course I still have to be there kind of a requirement. Uh but so I I have that time off as well. So I have the next few weeks off school, I've got some time off work. So I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Now getting there is going to be kind of busy um cuz there's all kinds of events going on at the church mm. for the Christmas season. Um like this past week and and I guess we can talk about it when we go into it, but this past week has been like crazy busy part of the reason why I hadn't finished my uh, paper until, or into the wee hours of this morning, but... um, Into the the wee hours. (laughs) Or from the wee hours, I guess is what it would be, right? Because that would be from four to seven. Anyways, I don't know why I'm giving my life story. I can't even remember. I I don't know how we
1: got there either,
0: (laughs) but it doesn't matter because it was entertaining. Heyo. So. I like telling stories. Good radio. That, that yeah, was man. actually
1: legitimately good radio. Like That was fun. <laughs> so.
0: Now I just need to do voices. Oh, man. You know what? Um, I don't know
1: if I've mentioned this before. There is a mm-hmm. video somewhere on Facebook of me singing the Rainbow Connection, like Kermit the Frog. Okay. And my wife showed that to me the other day. She's like, <laughs> Yeah, and that was I was driving truck at the time, so I was pretty heavy. I was probably pushing like two fifty, two sixty. And um but she uh she's like, Oh man, she's like, I forgot all about this. So (laughs) there you go. There's Nice. I I will not I'm I'm actually holding that one in the stable because one of these times I'm gonna bring in the podcast as Kermit the Frog. I have to Ah. like sort of like I have to work it a little bit. It's I'm I'm a little rusty there, but Listeners, that's a bit of a
0: sneak peek there. A little under the Damn. hood action there. There you go. <laughs> so. We do plan these things out sometimes.
1: Yeah, it's it's not all by the seat of our pants. I mean, like <laughs> we talk about what we're gonna. We we sort of throw stuff at each other occasionally. And uh, <laughs> all right, you want to roll into the report here? Let's roll into that sweet sweet oh. backlog right. report.
0: Let's take a look at what we got. Welcome to the backlog report. This evening on the do- I don't know what I'm doing on the ducats know what or doing. the docket. The, I was going to say docket. What are ducats? Oh yeah, those are those are coins, aren't they? I don't know. Ducats. A form of currency. Maybe I I just <gasps> like the word ducats. Shakespearean currency, something like that. If I if I remember correctly. Anyways, I'm sure I'm sure you guys can correct me. Um, not hip to the lingo uh okay do you want to go first or do you want me to uh
1: i think i went first last time so why don't you open
0: it up and i'll close this out for the report okay well um i I don't want to get anyone too excited but i don't have much to say (laughs) (laughs) um so this will probably be short let's see so uh well like i mentioned earlier it has been a crazy couple of weeks um well last week in particular there's just been between um, some early Christmas stuff that's going on at the church that had me up there. I, I basically only got one day off this last week, and a lot of the other days were like putting in extra hours. So it's just been um, it's been really busy there. In addition, there's there's something else that I'm working on uh, from church. But anyway, anyways, just something else that that I'm pouring some time into a, another kind of business venture mm. um, that we're looking at. So so that took up a good amount of time. And it, it came very unexpectedly. Like, I, I didn't realize the timeline. When we started talking about it, I didn't really realize the timeline that was going to be required. And so it all kind of fell within like a week or two um, that I had to get some stuff done. So that took up a, a good chunk of time. So all that to say is that I have not had very much time for video games for Mm. the past couple weeks. Um, so So I've really only touched two games, the first one being more Octopath Traveler, and like I had mentioned, uh, I, I've probably put about another five hours, possibly six hours into that. And that's been really, um, it's been a lot easier to play because, hey, the Switch is handheld. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I can use it while I'm on the elliptical. So that, uh, that really helps out. That's pretty much the only time that I've used it, uh, surprisingly. Um, just because I've been pretty busy. So that game, it still continues to be everything that I wanted it to be. Um, but I'm still in the early game. No yeah. uh, the, the way that that game is set up, you have eight different characters that you can meet up with and they each have a handful of chapters. And so at this point in the game, I've done the first chapter of four different characters. So I'm still way early in the game. Like yeah. there's, there's so much more. I haven't seen all the mechanics are really basic. Um, the, the fight, the fights aren't very difficult outside of like some boss battles. Um, I know it ramps up in difficulty, so and I know there's more strategy to it when you start kind of like I was going to say crossbreeding characters. That that's not necessarily what it is, but like using different skills of different characters in the subclassing and, like and
1: everything. Right? Else. Yes, mm-hmm.
0: all that stuff. So I haven't I haven't touched any of that yet. I'm still early on, but it's been really good. It's it's quite a charming game. Um, I have I did the first uh, the first chapter of one of the characters and i was very surprised by how they kind of towed the line with her in that like it's still a it's rated t for teen right the dancer yes Mm -hmm. yeah do you have you um i played some of the demo stuff okay is her first chapter in there i think so okay Okay, but there were there were like some phrases that she used that I'm like, "Oh, I know what she's saying, <laughs> but she's not saying it." Um and and there were things that were being alluded to within the dialogue. So so I think they did like I was I was impressed with the localization of it and and like it was it was on that level where it's like you can be if I were younger, you know, I wouldn't have, you know, if I were playing this game back in high school, I mean, I might not have realized kind of some of the stuff that's going on, whereas now it's like, oh, okay, this is actually... um, Fairly adult. Yes, yeah, exactly. But it doesn't, it's just not, it's not overly um, pushed in front of you that, you know, yeah, you have to kind of pick up on it. Anyways, um, so I'm enjoying Octopath. Mm -hmm. Um, Shadow of the Colossus. I did not touch it all over the past two weeks until this afternoon. Mm. Uh, Mm. As I had said before, this is a game that I want to be able to like set aside time and play. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas Octopath being a turn-based RPG, it's it's a lot easier when I'm kind of doing other things to kind of play it as well. Yeah. Um, So I just haven't had the time or or taken the time. And set it aside to to specifically play the game until this afternoon. And so I took down two more Colossi this afternoon. And um, I've, I've I've still I know there's at least one more Colossi that I had beaten previously in the past. So it's it's all bosses that I've played before. But my goodness, that um, that uh, bird boss, what is it like? Avion. avian, yeah. man. That was such a cool fight. It really like, is. It's 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 probably and a lot of people.
1: It's like it's one of my. It's probably my top three fights. And I know there's like okay. thirteen or twelve colossi or whatever. But and so it's like uh, that's. But no, Avion <laughs> is is that's such a cool fight.
0: Yeah. Such yeah. A cool like fight. from from the time that he just swoops down at you and you have to like just grab on and hope that you got, I, I don't know. It's, it's again, one of those things where like mechanically um, it's not that complicated, but when you're in the moment and this huge beast is like diving at you, it feels a lot more uh, harrowing than like the mechanics. Okay. At this point, press, you know, just press uh triangle and then hold L one, you know, like, if you if you think about it in terms of what your physical inputs, then it's it's pretty simple. But like just being in the game, you know everything that that goes along with that—the music and the yeah. way that the the graphics—it's it, very immersive. Yeah, okay. I know I know that's the, the the buzzword for the video game journalists, but uh, man, that's so cool. And then just the just the like blur while you're holding on while you're gripping on and it's flapping its wings and like you can kind of see the water beneath you but it looks like you're going crazy man that was that was it was way better than i even remembered it's a very cool fight that one is really cool and then i took down um your doppelganger colossi uh the one that you have to grab onto his beard and climb Uh, up
1: (laughs) the barbarian yeah, it
0: just totally reminded me of you because his yeah, beard his is beard. way better than mine, man. <laughs> way well, he's a colossus, so I mean, yeah. you know, that beard is. Gonna... If I wish my beard was that awesome. <laughs> and that was the one uh, where he does actually start attacking you. Yeah, and he's he's like
1: one of the more aggressive ones, too. Right. Yeah. Right. Because like, as soon where... as he sees you, he's like, "Oh no!" Like he comes looking for you.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I was down to like half health before I even grabbed onto him because he kept like charging and breaking over the little barriers and stuff. And I'm just like, oh, I'm dumb. What am I doing? How am I supposed to do this? Uh. So, uh, I'm, I'm really, even though again, like I just hadn't touched the game at all, really digging it. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Sorry. So I was going to say is that like, especially how, um, how aggressive he was coming after Avium where you had to like, you had to provoke it. It was just sitting there. That one in particular felt like I'm the intruder, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Um, so, so there was just that contrast there that I thought was pretty cool. But anyways, cool game. Beat another two Colossi. So those are really the only games that I played. What's that? But you're going to be able to read the book now though right yes so that that was the next thing is in terms of reading i i have not picked up the book yet simply because i wanted to to continue on the game i want to finish the game before i start in on the book so um so that yeah the next the next thing in terms of books i haven't really i've just caught up on a lot of podcasts honestly i started another book on sounds kind of boring but on like economics particularly it's on race and economics okay which is interesting um but that's neither here nor there um in terms of the backlog report um this was just something i picked up at the library uh guess the last thing would be scripture memorization so james i got another couple verses in um, but I have not gone back over the last week. So I was able to set aside a good amount of time and really kind of nail kind of drill down on what i what I already had, which was really nice. Um, and then I was able to add some more, but now it's been a week, and I haven't even gone back. so yeah, dude, it's I mean that as far as the memorization goes, it
1: is so hard like and especially like once you start, like when you start putting... The, like the more space you put be- between you and that initial memorization or whatever
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's like and you you just constantly feel like you're backtracking and it's really yeah. that's really frustrating um i i know that over the last week i've been really struggling to basically re learn like the first chapter of galatians yeah. like it's and it's been Frustrating because it's like if I would have just there's almost a part of me that's like if you would have just kept up with this, you wouldn't need you know this would be in it. But I mean it's small turns, small steps. So um, you know, just I think it's it's better to sort of like go back and sort of recommit than to you know just say well I'm just too far behind or whatever and or Mm -hmm. you know so.
0: Keep keep it up, keep it up. Yeah. Well, thank you. How about you, man? What are you looking at? What have you beat down over the past two weeks?
1: Uh, well, started actually playing video games again. So. Oh uh, uh, yeah, it's December. It's December now. <laughs> uh, I'm almost feeling like too like the, I, I there's a part of me that just feels like I almost don't have the time. because uh, a lot of times okay. I just come home. Like, uh, the day after the the federal shutdown because of a former president, uh, George H.W. Bush's funeral, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, the post office was shut down. There wasn't any mail. And uh, it was nice to have that day off. Um, But then that following Thursday was uh, nightmarish is the Mm -hmm. word that I'm going to use. Uh, I was out till I didn't get home till 745. Uh, Okay. And I I leave my house cool. at seven seven fifteen most mornings, so yeah, I was I was a tired boy. I basically came <laughs> home, um, I ate, and then I think I just sort of collapsed. Uh, mm-hmm. But I did uh, I so I booted up my my new PS4 Slim. And, um, yeah, my wife has been putting time into it, so it's not like it hasn't gotten any use. Um, so, okay. uh, but I I booted up Chasm again, and I okay. booted up Dead Cells, and uh, you know I just sort of like plunk along with both of those. I would say like sort of where I'm I'm landing right now is in some ways Chasm I think is the better game. But wow, I well, and that's because I think what happens with chasm is like you start, you start a game and it generates it randomly. So when you start a new game, it randomly generates like the whole map, like all the tiles, Mm -hmm. all the dungeons, everything, like all the puzzles. And so there's a lot more sort of like cohesion in every session you're playing. And, um, whereas with dead cells, but dead cells, see, it's hard for me to say that chasm is the better game in that sense. Like, chasm okay. is the one that just feels a little more cohesive whereas with dead cells it's just it's random maps and it's just sort of like look of the draw it's RNG manipulation and stuff like that oh, okay. so gotcha. um, and it's fun uh, dead cells mm-hmm. is really really fun um, nice I had a couple like really really good runs um, and there's one of two ways like you can try to like burn down like the first couple levels or if you you um, you sort of are a little more methodical it it it, you know it opens up some other stuff like there's there's these timed rooms and i may have mentioned this before that if you can get to these gates before a certain amount of time has 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 elapsed i don't know past whatever yeah you can get Mm -hmm. them before a certain amount of time is gone um they actually open up and it's like you know currency and dead cells and, and maybe a piece of gear or a power up or something. And so, uh, you know, that's, it's, it's, they're both interesting games. Uh, I'm probably going to like putz around with them, but I don't think honestly, um, I think probably I'll worry about beating them next year. Maybe. Okay. Sort of put them into that backlog golf roster or the okay. year of the backlog roster. Um, because neither one of them is really, I feel like after Hollow Knight, it's just hard to. <laughs> uh, th- th- that's a hard act to follow for me. Yeah.
0: So um, yeah, I, I was going to mention as much, like just because both of them, not that they're not that they're necessarily like the same types of ga- games, or even they're sort of in the same genre, but not really. And but just because they're like two D side scrolling somewhat difficult type games uh yeah i i I, it it sounds like hollow knight could easily ruin um any chance that they had of of being higher on your on your
1: well and this is the thing okay and like just to sort of like give everybody as sort of how i'm i'm dealing with this like hollow knight hit on a lot of different cylinders. One, I think the music and the sound design in Hollow Knight is Ugh. freaking fantastic. Yeah. Um, the art direction, like, I love the look of that game, and everything's like very... It's it's the kind of... it's. Don't get me wrong, like, Dead Cells and Chasm are both charming, but it's like pixel art, which pixel art yeah. is fine. I don't have anything against it, but um, the... Hollow Knight is sort of like this hand animated looking sort of, uh, I don't know. It's just an absolutely gorgeous game, uh, and whereas like I feel like the one boss fight that I've I've fought in Dead Cells and the two in Chasm, it's Chasm has the best has has its boss fights are probably not as good as Hollow Knights, but they're very good. Um, okay. Where you cool. actually, there's a lot more of like learning patterns and, you know, um, reacting to the boss's pattern. You know, a lot a lot of what makes like just sort of like a good Metroidvania boss is sort of recognizing the pattern and then responding in mm-hmm. in an appropriate manner. Um, Dead Cells, it's just the one boss that I fought. It just feels like it's more of a fight of attrition um, because it just okay. has a point where it's just like, you're just gonna like i can't even keep up with this stupid thing but um gotcha but that's that's kind of i guess neither here nor there but um i was enjoying both of them and like i said i'll I'll probably consider just like i'm not really worried about beating anything before the end of the year at this point um if i do it's i'm i'm just gonna it's a it'll be sort of a happy accident my my buddy parker and i We picked up the division and we played for a few hours and uh i typically don't play video games on sunday but um Mm -hmm. he and i hadn't talked in a while and um it just felt like kind of like an okay thing to do so we we made a play date and we we played for a couple hours in between um morning service and evening service and so uh Played division, made a little bit of progress on that, and, and you know that's fun. It's and it's that's a good game. Yep. I I feel like you know sort of in keeping with what we were talking about last night or last oh geez
0: last episode,
1: <laughs> dude Nate Brain work good. Um, but in in light of what we were talking about last episode, it was it was just good. It was good to spend that time talking, and it it was sort of very reminiscent of sort of like that, that couch co-op sort of thing. And, uh, it was, it was enjoyable. So, uh, uh, as far as reading goes, I finally finished. How should we then live? Um, okay. Sort of like a brief sort of closing thought. Like the, the book is good. And I think if you haven't spent time sort of examining like culture and, and philosophy especially sort of contrasting like the enlightenment and you know sort of the way that the enlightenment and the the, the reformation sort of branch off from each other and then in some ways kind of run parallel um mm-hmm. in some ways but uh you know it, it, when i finished when i finally finished it, it and it's i if i sound really pompous and kind of like full of myself, then you know, somebody can, you know, feel free to take shots at me and let me know what an arrogant jerk I am. But the reality was like I finished that book and I was like, you know, these are thoughts that I've had. Basically, like okay. Francis Schaefer in that book articulates a lot of things that I sort of already knew, but I sort of already knew them because I, I have been a student of philosophy because I have sort of studied some of the his- history surrounding the Enlightenment and, and the Reformation. Okay. And so it was, it was interesting to see him put that stuff together and it, then the conclusions that he drew and, and then just even sort of like the arguments and the different examples he gave. Like all of that was really good and all of that was, and I'll probably actually read it again because I think it is an interesting book. But it's more of sort of like that. Is like for me when I finished that book, I was like, "Well, this is just really preaching to the choir," which is good. And I think okay. you know we need that that kind of stuff where it's like you know sort of uh, reaffirms sort of convictions we already held, or it sort of strengthens those convictions. But it was it was mm-hmm. a good book. Um, like for me, like I said, it was kind of one of those things where at the end of it, I was like, "Well." I, I pretty much, like, there wasn't anything in there that was, like, a huge surprise for me. Um, or that yeah. I didn't walk away saying, like, oh, no, like, this is really giving me something to chew on. I'm like, "Yeah, you know, yeah, I get it. Um, I okay. started uh, in, in the tradition of reading too many books at once. <laughs> I am, like, four chapters into The Conviction to Lead by Al Moeller. Okay. Yeah. Really liking that. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I'm moving through that at a really solid clip, too. Um, Kindle does this thing where it, because I have it, I got it on Kindle, but it's like depending on how you're, you're, it sort of gauges on how fast you're reading. So mm-hmm. it tells me I have about two hours of reading to cover that one. Yeah. Um, and then I started going through Power Up, and I'm about two or three chapters into that. And then I okay. I did work I did work through another chapter of Good and Angry, so. Sweet. I feel like in the last couple of weeks, you know, I made significant progress. One of the other things I started doing—I and I don't know if I had mentioned this—but I've just been. Uh, a couple of years ago for Christmas, my wife got me um, an ES one of the the really fancy leather-bound ESV readers sets. Nice. Yeah, it's it's pretty, and I haven't really been using it. And so I decided uh, I really like the book of Job. That's a good story. Okay. So I read like mm-hmm. ten, every morning, most mornings I get up and I read about 10 pages of Job. And, uh, okay. And uh, I'm actually reading that story in light of uh, sort of based on, and Paul Maxwell is going to come up again, Paul C. Maxwell. Hey, <laughs> uh, Self-fire phenomenon. I think it was actually based on, like he did an episode with the guys from Doc and Devo. Just a little bit mm-hmm. ago and I think it was he He says uh, and I'm going to paraphrase him because I can't quote him because well Nate's brain doesn't work real good <laughs> even though I may claim otherwise uh, but he basically goes on to say like a lot of people read Job and they sort of like they miss the point <clears throat> and at the uh, little bit of a rasp uh, I smoked my pipe um, mm-hmm. I, I bundled up and I went and sat outside and smoked a pipe. I, I had gotten some new tobacco, so I smoked plum pudding. I really yes. liked it. Uh, okay. the Latakia was strong and I liked it. Um, uh, mm. it's good stuff. It's, it's a crumble cake. So I had to smash it up, like crumble it up and I'd never had to do that before. So, mm. but it's good. It's, it's very pungent. Uh, anyways, <laughs> um, But he basically says, like Paul Maxwell says, that um, that a lot of times when people read Job, they sort of lose the point, or they sort of skip right over this this point. The fact is, like, God at the end shows up, and he sort of does lay a bit of a smackdown on on Job and all these other people. um, And says, like, none of you really get it. You're all kind of chumps. You know, only he does it in the the gracious and holy way that our god would do that but <laughs> yeah so he he does all that but then he says like i'm god you're a worm but i'm here mm-hmm. and uh, to me that was really want, i want i don't want to use the word profound but i don't have another word for it and uh i i don't know if we've talked about it a whole lot i know that i've probably touched on it but You know, about this time last year, we got the boys. And um, for anybody who doesn't know, my wife and I, uh, we were fostering a couple of boys that we fully planned to adopt. And uh, it didn't work out. Um, Mm -hmm. And there has been a lot of hurt um, on my part as well as my wife's. Um, Actually, tonight I found a picture of the youngest boy, you know, like some, some school stuff that they, that he had done for mother's day for my wife. And, uh, it's just really hard. And, uh, yeah. you know, there's this kind of this point where it's like, you know, I have in my prayers, I've said like, Lord, why, like, why, why didn't this work? Like, you know, and I, I've said like, I feel like I failed because, you know, maybe we should have just tried harder. Maybe we should have been more patient. Maybe we should have done X, Y, and Z. Like we miss, we we miss both of them, um, and you know, we miss the younger one especially because he did not um, just this sort of give sort of without giving too much away. The the they were brothers, and uh, the older boy didn't want to stay in my home, and the younger one did. And when push came to shove, uh, yeah, anyways, so, that, but it's sort of like, so, in sort of some of that, we, uh, there's, it's just been a very, like, difficult season, and it's not to say that there isn't happiness and there isn't joy, but, you know, one of the things, too, that Maxwell said in that, that episode was that, You know, he hasn't had, like, a positive emotional experience um, in worship for a long time. And to hear him say that, you know, and I'm not trying to get, like, too into the weeds or too— I'm not trying to freak anybody out here, right? It's not (laughs) like I'm a depressed train wreck. But, you know, if I'm being really honest— early on in my conversion like the sort of the emotional experience in worship was very easy for me to tap into and uh, especially in the, the the last year and even in a couple of years prior like I just don't have like these really awesome feel good experiences in worship um, but and I, and I guess like I said just hearing but I'm I'm growing in my faith in ways and, and I'm growing in maturity in ways that I, 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 have, I am coming to appreciate. Um, mm-hmm. And just hearing Maxwell say that, you know, basically sort of echoing what I had been experiencing, I was like, okay, like this this makes me feel like a little less crazy, like a little less desperate. So. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's it's not like, listen, like, you know, and just to, it's not like I ever doubted or, you know, it's not that I seriously doubted my faith or salvation, but it's just like it's just been hard. And yeah. um, so I just, you know, as a bit of encouragement to, to anybody who is maybe going through a dry season or, or a hard spot, like, you know, read Job. And read it in light of the fact that like God looks at Job and says, "I'm God, I do what I want, I don't answer to you, but I am here, and I'm here with you in
0: this, yeah, just read job it's good it's it's <laughs> real good that's good stuff that's good stuff i yeah i I had listened to that episode of Doc and Devo as well, and um, I was surprised to hear what 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 Maxwell had said, and um yeah, I guess I I I'm not even sure that I listened to it in the proper context because it's making a lot more sense now that you're talking about it. Um I wasn't quite sure like how he understood some of that stuff. So so that's that's good. It's good. Job is yeah, Job's one of my favorites um because it's like for lack of a better term, it's not PC. <laughs> no. Like it's not it's not the um the part of Christianity that's that is usually broadcast, you know, so.
1: And I think, like, honestly, to some extent, I think that's sort of to our detriment. Um, oh, yeah. I'm not going to, like, oh, yeah. I don't want to, like, spend too much time on this. Not that mm. it's not worthwhile. But, like, I remember just reading, and because it's the reader's version, I don't have chapter numbers or verse numbers or anything. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, which makes it very, like, it makes reading it sort of a very sort of... Um, different experience, but, um, there's this, this line where Joe basically says, like, you know what, like, I'm going to, like, look at God, and I'm going to put these questions to him, and he's going to answer me, not because, like, he basically sort and, and I'm, I hope I'm not mangling this, or ex- eisegeting it, or anything, but he basically says, like, listen, like, he's like, this is hard, um, i have questions that i want answers for but i still trust in god like god this is my god this is you know and and this is what i will rest in and i will sort of like maintain hmm. i I really wish i would have pulled that up because it, it was a really powerful like I, I i spent several days i'm still sort of chewing on that thought where he's like listen like you know one he, he was confident of his salvation, like he was yeah. confident in God, and so that was it was uh, it's powerful. Read Job; it's 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 the good stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah, I dig it, man. All right, well we can uh, we can do a hard turn here. <laughs> well, from Job, I is am it?
1: outraged that you would want to make a hard turn after all my
0: deep pontificating. <laughs> You're the man. Um, I'm. I'm disappointed. <laughs> I'm disappointed that I couldn't think of a better segue into our topic at hand. So I don't know.
1: So and it is know. it is sort of like a weird a weird turn and and I definitely was not <laughs> intending to to, to oh, get yeah. all like into the, that. Um, but we're going to be talking about fanboy outrage. Gamer entitlement—I don't know what you want to call it. Basically, you know, and it's not—it's not like it's—it's it's a new thing, right? Um, mm. But we've seen—you know—we we were sort of talking about this a little bit before before we started recording, and just like um, th- this is not a new thing. So, some uh, when it, when I googled some stuff, I I I think I just like googled the words video game fan outrage and uh, a substantial amount of stories popped up that were and some of them were just like clickbaity trash. trash um, but there were some legit ones in there uh, some of the outrage over um, and what I would actually consider to be fairly reasonable um, pushback against EA's loot box systems in several mm-hmm. of their titles especially in the uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2 that one came up. Uh, there was a, uh, an article I, I sort of skimmed through about uh, fan reactions to the ending of Mass Effect 3 from a few years oh, ago. Okay, yeah. Um, there was one uh, about uh, how a bunch of people were really disgusted with the fact that Chrono Trigger on Steam was, the mobile, was a port of the mobile version. Um, mm-hmm. And then the one that just i mean just well, there were a couple that just happened, but the the one that was and and we're we're not as timely on this as maybe some people, but the uh Diablo immortal fiasco uh where uh at blizz wait, 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 what's wrong with it uh well, one, it's a mobile game, and apparently people don't have phones. don't you have a phone i I have a phone um. <laughs> Apparently, a lot of people in that crowd didn't have phones. Um, (laughs) They want to play it on PC. uh, And if you can't tell, I do not have the best opinion of that that reaction. Um, uh, It's it's one of those things where, um, yes, I will definitely sort of concede that uh, the people from Blizzard are, are sort of out of touch, maybe, with what some of their their fan base was expecting or what their fan base might want. Um, Mm -hmm. but, uh, like honestly, and we sort of talked about it, you and I were talking about it and there's the dude who stood up at the mic and basically like sort of like tried to roast them a little bit. And he was like, please tell me this is some sort of April fool's joke. And he was like all smug and sort of maybe, maybe not smug, but he was like basically like trying to roast these dudes. And, uh, I I I have to decide whether this is bravado and bluster or if I would really have done something like this but I, <laughs> I I would have been sorely tempted in that room to look at him like stand up and look at him and be like you're a tool um <laughs> like you're an obnoxious tool you know and 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 again like listen I I I get it you know people are disappointed uh they didn't get the news that they wanted and uh, do i i definitely think like it was uh sort of the Diablo Immortal stuff as like the the basically the closer to the conference was a huge misstep in my opinion but it did not deserve the vitriolic reaction that it has gotten um mm-hmm. i just i can't I, like I I'm frankly I'm a little ashamed for those people but
0: yeah and there so along with this I mean I think there there are a couple different things that we need to kind of differentiate within this because as we talk about I mean like you said there there are plenty of things that I I would agree as well that they they did wrong or at least showed that like you said that they're just out of touch with what the community wanted um, so on the one hand, I understand why why you would be disappointed right i mean i I don't really like mobile games there are a few that I've played uh you know, in this case it's a reskin of another game okay <laughs> like it 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 feels a lot like a cash grab um so and it I might get be, why it might very yeah. well be mm-hmm yeah and and I it, like I get it. There there is a part of me that's like, (laughs) the adult part of me, that's like, well, yeah, they need to make money, so, you know, they're they're putting it out. Um, But I I totally get from from the perspective of a fan, like, you're kind of watering down, you know, what Diablo means, you're kind of, for someone who's, yeah, who really enjoys the series itself, like, okay, now you're just giving us a reskin of another mobile game like that, what what are you thinking you know and and there are plenty of times i mean all kinds of all kinds of different companies do this right um i think uh, well no i'll i'll say first of all i love nintendo they you know i you can probably categorize me as a nintendo fanboy cuz i'll always pick nintendo over over anyone else but um
1: you fool
0: <laughs> but nintendo definitely there have been a a a number of times where it's just like what what are you thinking what is it and that that reminds me of uh uh the angry video game nerd if you've ever seen him he he does this thing where th- that's what he says he's like what are they thinking um that's something that i can quote for from him that does not ha- uh have a profanity laced tirade um so i don't know that i can exactly uh uh recommend him i'm just referencing him anyways uh so so i get i get that side of it that that you're disappointed in what they have, that what they're so excited about because it looks to be a cash grab. I get it. At the same time, um, I I don't even remember where it was, so I'm not like, please hear me. I'm not trying to call anyone out. But I I heard someone make the argument that like, well, there were lots of of people there um, who, you know, like Blizzard had been dropping hints, that they were going to announce the next Diablo, and there were people there that that paid for the tickets and went there expecting a huge announcement, and how could they just give us a mobile game instead of the next Diablo? And I'm kind of, like, sitting here like, bro, that's on them. Like, if they were... If the only reason they attended that event was based on their, their own expectation of what was coming, like, that's, that's not... Blizzard's fault. Like I I don't care how much they they kind of dropped hints at that something big was coming. Like you don't know. Uh what is it? another another we can throw this on the pile as well is like um Square Enix's latest announcement. Like they had an announcement that they were going to make an announcement. And then when they made that announcement, it was most of the DLC for Final Fantasy 15 is canceled. And uh, the producer, whatever Tabata, um, he's no longer works for Square Enix. It's kind of like, why? Why is that? Anyways, anyways, so there's all kinds of crazy stuff that goes on in video gaming in general. But I, I, you know, what we wanted to to kind of talk about today, and what we kind of to, wanted to kind of wade through is what, like, what is it about our reaction? What do our reactions show? about our heart behind it about our investment in video gaming in general um because i think it's perfectly legitimate to to be disappointed i think it's perfectly legitimate um for even like calling someone out on when they they overtly are doing something that's that's uh that if they're performing any kind of like predatory practices like you had mentioned battlefront 2 where it's kind of pay to win all that's well and good but i think there's another side of it that we get so invested in these products in these you know series in the head canon of these games that anything that kind of goes against that it it we have to automatically decry without giving it a chance um, or the, I I think what that shows is our own, like how much we've put these things on a pedestal rather than It It, it says more about us than it does about the actual material. Does, does, am I making any sense? Yeah. I mean, and
1: especially too, like, and I think you said something just like a minute ago where you said without even experience in it, without even having mm-hmm. it's like the thing is none of us have played that Diablo Immortal game so mm-hmm. maybe it is just a reskin of this other chinese game or whatever maybe it'll be really good maybe it'll be absolutely trash but it's like we haven't played it we don't know what it's going to be like and just sort of even like you know and I we're, for for the record I'm just sort of using this Diablo this latest sort of fiasco with Diablo as sort of like the, I guess, the lens to maybe examine this problem. Yeah. Like when, and and there was, I, I mean, I remember what, I guess, 12 years ago when Diablo 3 first came out, which, and that game was kind of rough. Seriously, in the it's been that long? It's maybe That's not crazy. that long. Yeah, no, nah, it can't be that long. It's it's like maybe eight years, but you know it's it's still, it's a chunk of change. Um, Yeah, when it first came out, there was all sorts of, you know, oh, it's gonna need a, Uh, well, the one thing is it's not dark enough, it's not gothic enough, it's not this enough, it's not blah blah blah, and it was like, oh, you know, there was just this part of me that was like, oh, come on, for Pete's sake, like. (laughs) You know, is it really... I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, some people would say, like, that gothic sort of dark, brooding sort of thing is, is part and parcel for the, the Diablo franchise. But I'm like... Eh, you know, it's sort of an it's a top-down action RPG. And, and it's basically just, like, let's be honest. And I, I've said this before and I'll say it again. It's a freaking... Uh... Oh, slot machine! It's a digital <laughs> slot machine, and you know, a lot of times I think what we're seeing—it's like okay, it's one thing to go through okay, like and so we brought up like the the EA Battlefront loot box sort of stuff, like that is a predatory practice. That <laughs> is like basically it's not pay to win, but it's really kind of pay to win, um, <laughs> and it's not good. And, you know, we can we can sort of decry these things because we've seen them work out. And, and we've seen, like, you can see, like, the, the, the effects almost instantly, right? So it wasn't like these loot boxes... Before the loot boxes even came out, everybody... You know, nobody really had strong feelings about it or whatever. But it was like seeing what the loot boxes did to the game post-release post sort of implementation is what caused a lot of the problems, right? Mm-hmm. And so, and, and and now, like, we do have the necessary context. We do have the necessary framework to say, like, no, this is problematic. This is wrong, and this breaks the game in a way that doesn't make it fun. And even in sort of going to your other point where it's like we're really attaching things like significance to these games and these franchises in in a way that is unhealthy and indicative of probably an idolatrous heart, right? Mm-hmm. So, like one of the things I I mentioned was the Mass Effect three ending. I don't yeah. really care for the Mass Effect three ending. I actually I think uh oh who who posted? It? Someone posted in TRG I think a while ago, sort of. A defense of the Mass Effect three endings um, that was fairly compelling, but I was like, "Oh no, this is interesting." I, I still don't really like them, but I, I I get where this this article is coming from. Um, but I remember sort of like the uproar over that, and it was like, yeah, it was like how you know, and it just you know, this is I guess my personal take, but people are like, "How dare!" You guys kill Shepherd in this. And I'm like, are you serious? That wasn't a surprise to me. That wasn't a big deal, but it was like <laughs> people were so attached to this Shepherd character that they had, you know, they're like, I've played through this for three games and da 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 and I've invested hundreds of hours in this figment of your imagination. You know, sort of like and it was like how dare you kill this sort of embodiment of me kind of it was just it's like I said it's sort of this misplaced allegiance or this misplaced sort of affection Mm -hmm. um which is really indicative of like I said you know I think like basically I would call it uh, an an idolatrous sort of experience because for whatever reason you you are attaching like entirely too much not you specifically but um but just attaching entirely too much significance to a video game character you know yeah i don't i don't know how to explain that or how to sort of look at that any other way i mean do you
0: well i was just gonna say that yeah it um you, again I, th- I think there there are defined kind of lines that we need to examine in ourselves especially of like i i get being disappointed when they promise you the world you know when they promise that all of your choices are going to have an effect and and you know the all this all this kind of stuff you know you're going to have a mass effect if, if at the ending of the game um Whatever it is, I, I get being disappointed, but to have, such, um, to have such a backlash and a reaction against something that you had kind of built up in your own head is, is unrealistic. And, and like you said, I, th- I think it does show something about ourselves, like how invested are we in the storyline, in this game series, and, and is, it, is it healthy? you know or is it showing how th- that we've made an idol out of this this piece of media
1: just to sort of like provide a little bit of clarity and i don't have like i i remember the sort of all the hullabaloo surrounding that and fan mm-hmm. reactions were so vehement and so sort of vocal and disgusted That they like EA and BioWare, well, BioWare, I guess, you know, patched in sort of a new ending, right? You know, and it's like that. I mean, that's that's what, like, like, frankly, when I see that kind of stuff, and like when I see what I saw at that, um, that BlizzCon, I think of children throwing a temper tantrum. Right. And then I see when yeah. I see developers and publishers cave to that and, and hey, I get it. You kinda you need to keep the customer happy. Um mm-hmm. but like when I see them cave, um I almost feel like you can't reward that. You should not reward yeah. that. Don't give them what they want. You know, and, and like listen, um we, we brought up Nintendo, right? Nintendo has done some goofy stuff, right? Yeah. But they've also, I think, one of the things that I've always admired about Nintendo, and I was probably a Nintendo fanboy for many, many years. But one of the things I've always is like they stick to their guns. They say this is the way that we're going to yeah. do it, even if like, you know, for me, I, I'm just looking at the way that they're implementing their online infrastructure right now, and I'm like, please stop. This is a hot mess. Fix it. <laughs> like, take a page out of Microsoft's book. Take a page out of PlayStation's book. I don't care what you do stop <laughs> you know mm-hmm. but you know and and more often than not i think you know history has sort of proven that i mean okay i, I think a great example is um i i remember when the the Wii came out and the, there was talk about motion control and this is before like the actual release of the, the Wii, and there was a lot of speculation and a lot of like negative sort of talk or feedback about that people are like motion control was this it seems gimmicky it seems whatever the, and the Wii is one of the best-selling consoles of all time and right. because of things like that you you had Sony and Microsoft both responded with the Kinect and the PlayStation Move and and all that other stuff and those that implementation, however rough or weird it may have been, has actually pushed forward gaming. Like I'll—I'll I'll be honest. I don't think we would have VR in its current iteration if it were not for some of the the technological pushes that Nintendo made with the Wiimotes. Hmm. You know, and, and it was—it was, yeah, it was kind of—it was a weird sort of step to take. And there were a lot of people who really didn't like it myself included initially you know yeah so yeah. uh it it's just it's one of those things that I think um y- you know we have to we do have to be very careful and we have to distinguish between sort of like almost a fear of the unknown versus mm-hmm. sort of saying like no this is a bad practice this is not good and should be dealt with and but e- even then um as Christian gamers, like as <laughs> as as Christians, first and foremost, but as people who enjoy video games, I'm really, I would really struggle with anybody who would think that um, that kind of response was merited, um, and and yeah. not to say like oh you're you're not a believer if you think that, but it's like based on everything that we know about like what what the bible teaches us about anger about restraint about self-control about discipline like you you know um i i you and i were sort of talking about it and like proverbs is one of my favorite books i've I've read through proverbs several times and there are multiple uh passages in proverbs that talk about sort of like um self-control and anger james you know, it says, be slow to anger, be quick to listen. You know, be slow to speak. You know, um, tells us that the anger of men does not pro- pro- produce or yeah, produce the righteousness of God. Um, okay. You know, there's there's a passage in uh, there's several passages in Proverbs, but one of them says like a, a man who does not practice restraint or self control is like a city without walls. You know, they mm-hmm. let themselves open to sort of be influenced and um, yeah, I don't know. Like I, I just really, I really struggle with that. And like, um, so we yeah. just had the video game awards, right. And even sort of some of what I've seen online and, and, and part of the problem is I probably just shouldn't go online. <laughs> like I should probably just stay off Twitter. I should probably stay off Facebook and all of it. Because it just, people make me crazy. Like, the people's reactions to this stuff mm-hmm. make me crazy, right? Yeah. So it's like, you know, I don't know how many sort of, like, flame posts I've seen where people are just ranting and raving about how dare they give God of War Game of the Year when I think Red Dead should have won it. And I'm just like,
0: and, and <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, well, that's an interesting side of it too, um, and and I think something else that we need to be on our guard about as well is kind of similar to the whole like hype train talk that we've that that we had in the past is this element of of the social dynamic in video games and being a part of um, the a part of the big reveals and a part of the community of gamers i guess um i feel like all my phrases are weird like 2018 millennial but regardless like it, it we do need to be on our guard that we're not just um acting a certain way because everyone else is right you know just because because people who don't know christ can enjoy bashing certain developers or enjoy bashing certain things because they didn't get what they want. Like that doesn't give us a right to as well. Even if we look up to those people for the, for the good things that they produce, Mm -hmm. you know, um, it's, it's almost a sense of sort of like peer pressure to kind of join in on, you know, ragging on X, Y, Z or, or whatever person or, or company or whatever it is. Um, and i think that it, it's it's interesting too when when you kind of look at both sides of it because often you know a lot of it is kind of fueled by our expectation of what's coming up next um, you know we often us as gamers we have an expectation that oh if if a series if a game does well it's going to have a sequel right if something you know if i, I don't know i i'll I'll put it also in in the context of something that i that i'm I'm thinking of something like mother three like oh, it came out in Japan, it's going to come out in America too, right you know it did yeah. well in japan, so it's 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 going to like you are gonna give that thing to me that I want right, of course, because why wouldn't you I want it, therefore you need to provide it for me um and I mean that in no uncertain terms is just straight entitlement. Um, but but I think when you turn the tables, you also kind of have to see. Video game companies don't owe you anything. Mm-hmm. I yes, I mean if if a company is making promises and they don't live up to their promises, like <laughs> like what is it one of those one of those packs I heard um, that one of the the big. You know, special edition versions of the uh, Fallout seventy six game that was supposed oh, to come with like a bags. canvas bag, yeah. Oh. And, and instead, they came with like trash bag. Like that is messed up. Okay, I understand why you would be upset. Yeah, about that I would want because my money it's literally back. You, yeah. Like, oh, straight up. You
1: told me I was going to get a canvas bag, and you yeah. sent me this piece of nylon trash. Yeah, like <laughs> nah, dog.
0: <laughs> yeah
1: yeah and 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 that's different you paid for one thing you paid for this thing and you got something totally different that would be like if -hmm. you go in the store and you buy a bag of dog food and you open it up and it's like a bag of sand
0: (laughs) yeah right right exactly like my dog can't eat this what are you crazy um yeah so so Again, I don't want to. I don't want to come on too hard on like it's okay to to be upset. It's okay to 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 point out companies' failings or what they're doing wrong. But but there's a way in which we have to realize like, it, are they actually doing something wrong, or is this just me uh, th- with unmet expectations? Because really, when we do. Um, I kind of just going back to that question of like, do they really owe me something? Am I owed another game in this franchise that I love? You know, am I owed uh, even when, when companies, okay, I'll I'll just say it. One of the things that really annoys me about, um, about the hype train in general. And, and again, we've had that conversation. I enjoy jumping on the hype train, but I also have to, um, I also have to temper my, my expectations. Um, is that a lot of games kind of just get announced before any work has even been done on them, and so if a if a project falls through like a uh, scale bound, mm. um, th- th- again th- the company doesn't necessarily owe you anything. Yeah, they're not they're not making the game that they said that they were going to make, but it, like that's not. It's not like you, it's not like they did that to personally slight you. Um, they, there are tons of different reasons behind the scenes that, that something could go wrong. Well, and can we
1: even like for, for, a second, like step back and say that like, this is like, just from this whole thing, like we live in such a time and such a place that the fact that we can get angry Like, you, we exist in a day and age, right? Where people get angry about, basically, entertainment. Like, we Mm -hmm. are throwing fits over toys. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. and they might be very complicated, very complex toys. But, like, Mm -hmm. a hundred years ago, this would be absolutely unheard of. Like, (laughs) if... you you know grown men and women started throwing a fit because yo-yos were being made differently or pogo sticks like culturally this is such like a weird thing um yeah and it's not to it's not to say that and again like i think there is a time and a place to sort of like hey be disappointed be frustrated be upset um, you don't have to like the decision that a company has made. You don't have to like, right. You, you, right. you know, no one is telling you that you need to think X, Y, and Z is good when you don't think it's good. Mm-hmm. I guess, you know, I have, and we, we sort of brought this up before we started recording too. Uh, I have really weird feelings about the abolish human abortion movement. Mm-hmm. Not that I think that um, getting rid of abortion would be a bad thing, but I I tend to sort of not like some of their methodology, and I right. tend to not I get like really kind of uncomfortable. Um, and maybe some of that is just me, but I I I tend to just not like some of their messaging and some of their yeah um, like. I get really uncomfortable with some of their methodology and some of their messaging. I mm-hmm. agree with their their cause, right? Yeah. And I, I would actually say, like, in some ways, I think they have the right of it. Like, culturally, like... And I'm speaking primarily to Christians, right? But uh, I, I think this applies to anybody who would be listening to this. Like, the fact that we will get more upset over over, you know, a video game not being released on the platform we want in the way that we want, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, while millions of children are being slaughtered, mm. while people are starving, while the world is sort of upside down, is kind of ludicrous. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's this whole, like, you are clinging to escapism so hard. And anything that, that threatens that bubble that you've sort of, like, retreated into, and maybe that that would force you to actually come face-to-face with some of the horrors of the real world. And it's like, it's, it's just and it, it just it makes me a little sad and it actually makes me a little angry and I, mm-hmm. and and I want to be like really sort of upfront like I've been a part of this like I this is not something that like we or I have not sort of participated in i yeah. mean like we've we've all sort of you know said foolish things and been foolish but it's just it's one of those the scenarios where i'm really sort of looking at it and i'm saying like i mean it's one thing to sort of like you know joke around and mess around and sort of be a little bit of a troll and like to (laughs) to like you know maybe want to kick at some things like you know like frankly i'm going to drag out a moment that i'm not incredibly proud of but it was sort of a learning moment for me um and I don't know really where it happened, but uh, I, it, it's, it's probably no surprise to anyone who's listened to this show more than once or twice that I am not the world's biggest fan of Final Fantasy VII. I think it is an Ugh. okay game, but that's about it. <laughs> yeah, I think it's okay. <laughs> you know, I prefer other Final Fantasy games. And it's, but I remember getting really sort of incensed that other people would think that final fantasy seven was superior to one of my favorites. And I remember Mm. like at one point in time having sort of like an, an online debate, whether it was in, you know, TRG or another Facebook group or where it was, but about like why seven was trash compared to six or nine or whichever one I was like stoked on at the time. (laughs) And there was this moment that by the grace of God, I was able to step out of that and be like, this is the like, and I was like literally getting like frustrated. I was getting agitated, like to the point where I had to like walk away from the keyboard or I had to put my phone down because it was like, and I just remember like, there was this point where I was like, this is the dumbest thing I have ever gotten angry about. Like, I've gotten angry about plenty of dumb stuff, but that was <laughs> the dumbest one. Um, and it was like, you know, the reality is this is a video game. This isn't worth like alienating, you know, this this other person. Uh, and and I, I really, I think it was in like a Christian or a Reformed Facebook group because I think very specifically the, the thought I had was like, it is not worth alienating my brother or sister over a stinking mm-hmm video game and so th- this is it's its its in that sort of idea where it's like I, I, I want to see you know the forums that we are active in and the Facebook groups that we are active in be places where things like this don't happen and I want to be a mm-hmm. voice that pushes against this like, it, like I said and again I think it is fine to have discussions about frustrations I think it is fine yeah. to In fact, I think it is fine to be frustrated. I get frustrated with the decisions game company makes. Um, Like, I'll be honest, I don't give two rips about the fact that Waluigi is not in the latest Smash Brothers. Don't (laughs) care. Don't care. Like, I don't have it yet. I'm pretty sure that by the time I get it, he'll probably be on the roster because the, the fans will cry enough, you know, that someone will cave. And say just shut up and give these people what they want. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, why why the heck would Nintendo not include a character that was specifically created for Mario Tennis? I mean, come on.
1: <laughs> well,
0: I, I don't know. I don't Sorry.
1: know.
0: I don't. I have no
1: idea. I mean, hey, they put Joker. I mean,
0: Toad has been in more games than Waluigi has. Why not? Where's Toad? Where's that guy? Well, yeah, where's the outrage over Toad? <laughs>
1: you know um,
0: I'm kidding no I'm kidding. it's but
1: and I think like you know here, here's the thing like when it comes down down to that like I just to, to the people who are taking this personally um okay good find something <laughs> worthwhile to be angry about find something worthwhile yeah. to be really upset about like uh sort of talking about uh you know good and angry earlier i'm reading through that book and and uh, i know for you one of the things that you took away from the book was that there are things in in life that we should be upset about and sometimes we Mm -hmm. sort of pass over Um, one of the things i'm taking away from the book is like you don't need to react so strongly to everything (laughs) um and and so like i would just sort of say like you know find if you know if you have to be angry Find the things that are worth being angry about. Be angry about injustice. Be angry about sin specifically. Okay. I want to av- actually avoid the word injustice because I, I think that like that weakens it. Be angry about sin and the way that it hurts your friends and your families and your loved ones and the way that it is destroying this world. Be angry about that. Be yeah. angry about your part and your complicity in it be angry about those
0: things and then act on those things appropriately. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. And I think that, that really, when you frame it that way, I think it's a lot easier to to say that it is a form of idolatry when our, when we are so focused on, um, on whatever form of entertainment it is. You know, we talk about these issues through the lens of gaming right but i'm a nerd i i can there there are a number of different other contexts that we can put this in um there are (laughs) myriad discussions on the interwebs about the star wars timeline okay yeah and and people get all up in arms about stuff like that and you know that's that's an area where i can um i i don't have as much investment okay so i don't mean to pick on anyone in particular um i'm not you know star wars is great but whatever um i i I am much more invested in video games than i am in, in star wars as a property itself but but there are tons of different that you know Marvel cinematic universe or DC or comic book characters and changing stuff like that like they are all good discussions to have. It's fine to to talk about it. But I think yeah when we when we see when we are so outraged about something that in the long run is is fiction is fiction and we can't see the our neighbors. You know, and, and the things that they're going through, um, there is something deeply wrong in our hearts when those two are out of proportion. And again, that doesn't mean don't ever be disappointed or don't ever be upset about stupid decisions that video game companies make. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is examine yourself and see is is this really what i ought to be angry about or or like like you earlier talked about your your previous experience where like you had to say you had to realize <laughs> that i'm getting upset over someone's preference in a video game that's different than mine yeah it's you just know? like
1: i don't know it's it's sort of like i said at, at the, the end of the day for me the 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 takeaway from this thought process has really been like, I want to, um, I will probably always sort of, I I, I I want to be careful how I say this. I don't want to be an angry Christian. Yeah. Um, but I will probably always run a little bit more on the sort of aggressive side of things. Um mm-hmm. But I want to make sure that that aggression is channeled properly and well, and it is aimed at the things that actually mean something. Um, yeah. And that's, and that's sort of what I want to encourage anybody who's listening to this. Um, you, you know, and you know, maybe, maybe some of this is just completely going... You know in one ear, not the other for some people, or maybe this doesn't phase them, and maybe they're they're just way more mature than I am. Well, then <laughs> kudos to them, uh, but um I'm sure that they are in good company because there's lots of people who are more mature than I am <laughs> <laughs> but I you know, um, sort of it's just one of those things where I had a very strong reaction to watching those people boo um, the developers at that BlizzCon mm-hmm. thing. Like, I was angry, not because... Not because, like, and and, and I keep coming back to this, and, and this is sort of, like, the thing that brought it up. So this is, like, this is not the summation. This is, like, you know, it's not just me reacting to that BlizzCon thing, although some of it is that. This is just sort of, like... The, the instance that sort of has brought it
0: sharply into focus for me. Um, yeah, yeah, it's emblematic of something greater that you see often.
1: Yeah, and it's like, you, you know, like, here's the thing, like, um, what is it, 1 Corinthians 13, the love chapter, is that the love chapter? Mm-hmm. Yep. It, you know, it says love hopes all things, it believes all things. You know, mm. like, love... When when we love other people, like, we want to see the best in them. We want yeah. to assume the best of them. And so, like, when I see that kind of reaction, like, you... And, and listen, I'm not saying that it's entirely wrong to maybe ha- have some of these, like fears or suspicions like maybe it is a cheap cash grab and like i even remember i I read an article afterwards that said like primarily that diablo game isn't made for isn't being made for the u.s market i mean it's going to come out in the u.s market but like that is more for blizzard to get sort of a, a bigger toehold in china but interesting um that's neither here nor there but it's it was just so sort of like like the the booing and the vitriol and the way that people just sort of mocked you know those developers it made me angry it's like because these people aren't coming to you intentionally trying to sell you crap yeah you know they believe in their product they, you know they've done hard work they're excited about that and and you, you know the, the crowd just kind of crapped all over that and that made me angry on the part of those developers because it's like, like I said uh, earlier, it's, it's sort of like the reaction of like spoiled children. Yeah. And it's like, we're going yeah. to scream and shout and act like fools because you aren't giving us what we want. And I'm just like, man, like, right. And it, it's just like, and, and especially in, in, in a culture that is so saturated in outrage, like, like, yeah. Y- you know, this it just it, it felt especially especially unnecessary. Like this is not this is not something really this should not have been a headline in my opinion. <laughs> like this should not have yeah, this should not have been a headline. Mhm. So, yeah. Now that I've gotten suitably angry. Uh, <laughs> There you go. <laughs>
0: I got myself all worked all up. Right. So, worked uh, outraged over outrage. I'm outraged at their outrage <laughs> or at some people's lack of outrage. <laughs> um. Fall into either one or both at the same time. All of the, the outrage above. all around. <laughs> um, and, and I guess too, like,
1: you know, to sort of end on a positive note, cause I feel like I spent most of this episode harping on this and sort of being old man, Nate yells at clouds <laughs> kind of um, <laughs> mode. Uh, like, listen, uh, I think it is fine to be enthusiastic and to, to sort of be yeah. passionate about things um but i think especially like the the uh, the takeaway here is for the believer like let's not feed into those sort of toxic feedback loops like yeah. let's not get into that game like let's avoid that stuff like the the plague that it actually is um like we yeah. we can be voices and not to sort of like you know not not to bag on you but i'm c- going to kind of do it when you all right when you tweeted you at paul maxwell about like how you hate christmas music and he was like mm-hmm. he was like y- 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 y, or no he tweeted out about like hey stop being so hard on christmas music and you're like i don't yeah. really like it good point though it's like mm-hmm. there is so little joy in this world sometimes that i don't think we need excuses to sort of like stomp it out i think we need to actually be like fanning those flames and like like the good things and and the good celebrations we need to sort of like be stirring that up like what is that um is it hebrews it says like stir one another up to good works yeah like encourage (laughs) one another build each other up like that that should be the thrust of our words. And yeah, sometimes you you got to be like a little like, "Hey, knock it off, like get your crap together." But I think more often than not, we need to be like mm. we need to be especially as Christians in the gaming community, we need to be voices of charity and encouragement yeah. and that's a good word. And and joy like we need to be saying like you know at the very least we need to not be participating in things like that and that's just yeah. and again that's my opinion you know i'm just sort of like yeah
0: yeah no i i agree i think i think this also presents a good opportunity for us to uh gosh it, Again, I, I think in cliche, okay? I'm sorry. But it, it, it provides an opportunity for us to be a light in the darkness when, um, especially the gaming community, I think I think nerd culture in general, um, it tends to be pretty sarcastic. And, and I, d- dude, my, my love language is sarcasm, so I, Preach, I speak in sarcasm all the time. <laughs> like, I can't but see it, but excessive... I did a little like heart pound and like point it at you. <laughs> yeah, dog. Yeah. Um, but just the, a cynic. There's a sense of cynicism that kind of pervades a lot of culture right now, and I think that gives us as Christians the opportunity to show um, what it looks like to actually, like, like you said, kind of try and see the good in things and 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 have a deep and abiding sense of joy, especially when it's for something like entertainment. You know, these things are good gifts that God gives us to enjoy. And so we ought to enjoy them well and like enjoy them in such a way that even speaks to people around us that that even reaches out to other people and, and shows them kind of the proper place of where this is in our life. Not not that it, it consumes us and and t- takes all of our emotional energy but that we can see the place of entertainment and um because it's a good gift that god has given us we can enjoy it and when we don't enjoy it we don't have to feel um personally offended by what we don't enjoy as entertainment yeah so yeah no i i think that's good um the the only other verse that comes to mind uh, as we were talking was just um paul in philippians um, where he talks about contentment. Um, it's it's a verse that I had known for for a really long time, just the, the secret of contentment. It's Philippians 4, uh, I'm going to read 11 and 12, verses 11 and 12. It says, Not that I speak from want, for I have learned to be content in whatever circumstances I am. I know how to get along with humble means. And I also know how to live in prosperity in any and every circumstance. I've learned the secret of being filled and going hungry, both of having abundance and suffering need. And uh, that challenges me to have uh, a contentment when, when things don't go my way, right? When, uh, when I see companies screwing up, you know, when they're, when I don't know what they're doing, when we still, you know, 20 years later, have not gotten Mother 3. <laughs> um, why, why is I there not be, a,
1: a U.S. localization that is legal for me to own? Come on, Nintendo. Just,
0: I love you. Just throw it on a, a classics collection, something, something, because people would buy it. Um, even when they decide not to, and they decide, nope, we're keeping it here in Japan, um, I can have contentment in the things that yeah. I have. Uh, in the things that God has blessed me with. Uh, it, and you know what? I messed up. I just said in the things that I have. It's not the things that I have that give me contentment. It's God mm-hmm. is, where, is where my real contentment should be. Um, but he does bless me with, with these things that I can enjoy, but my my deep and abiding contentment should be in him. Now, the, these these verses actually take it to another level when you realize that Paul wrote them when he was in prison. So that's a whole other, uh, circle, you know, you mentioned how, like, it's funny that we can get upset about entertainment nowadays because like we look back on previous generations that were like drafted into wars (laughs) and we're sitting over here, like as keyboard warriors typing on, on Twitter, how upset we are that. Um, the next Diablo game is going to be on phones, uh, or, or, you know, the, the amazing Fallout series, they, what they're putting out in, uh, 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 online game with no single player content. This is ridiculous. Um, but, but the sense of contentment that, that Paul is talking about reaches so much deeper than than uh these things that we often get so entangled in that i you know that t- that take up so much of my mental energy it's just like bro let it go and and i think your um what you said earlier is is true as well like we can have we can have fun with all of this like i hope this didn't sound like yeah two old guys that are just upset about everything that's wrong get nowadays. off my lawn! because <laughs> If you want to have a discussion in the group about who you want to see in Smash, you know, and and the merits of Waluigi and why he should be there, I'm all for that discussion. I just, like you said, I don't want to see it framed in such a way that's like, Nintendo owes us this much. Why, you know, why have they not done this? In in such a way that, that is vitriolic. In such a way that doesn't show like, hey, you know, what? This is just kind of like icing on the cake, right? I think I think especially in something like Smash Brothers, um, when you have like seventy something characters, it's it's kind of ridiculous. But
1: well, you know um, what? Though? I digress. You know what though? It is absolutely outrageous that there is no hookshot in Breath of the Wild. <laughs> absolutely outrageous.
0: And and therefore now in Smash, because he doesn't have a hookshot in Smash. It's ridiculous. At least not the the Breath of the Wild. I am one. outraged. Doesn't, apparently (laughs) oh man but we're getting joker from persona 4 that that is pretty cool out of left field well i
1: i think that bodes well dude i don't i don't want to be one to speculate too too much but i would say that if i would be not terribly surprised if we saw like a, a persona 5 port to the switch
0: do you think it's going to be the original Persona Five, or it's going to be the like Fess or Golden Edition, like they've done with three and four? It'll,
1: it'll probably be like a. It'll probably be like a different edition, like kind of like a. I don't know if an Ultimate Edition, but it'll you know something like that. Like yeah. uh, it'll be like a remaster or something. I I would yeah. I would be like I said,
0: oops, excuse me, not terribly surprised. Um, yeah, because it was originally developed for PS3, like the PS4 version is basically a port. Like it's, it's not a, um, I mean the, the visual style is amazing, but it's not, it doesn't necessarily need a ton. It's not, in it's order not
1: something that requires like a graphic powerhouse. Um, yeah, like a, yeah. like a, a, a processing powerhouse to, to run. So, yeah. um, now that we have basically run amok, and mm-hmm. you know, probably triggered a whole bunch of people. Yeah, um, I I'd say I feel bad, but I don't want to lie. Uh, <laughs> but do you have any sort of like parting shots, parting wisdom, before we we kind of wrap this up?
0: Uh, I f- I feel like I just ran myself ragged here um, at the very end. So so not necessar- Nothing comes to mind outside of, you know, just just what I've already shared so far yeah i think my brain's hit a ball
1: man yeah, my my brain not work good either so <laughs> um i think like here's here's the thing video games are supposed to be fun right mm-hmm. so let them be fun like and that's it
0: like don't make this hard don't 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 overinvest. like well and, and i think i think that also requires some self-reflection like why? Why are you so invested? If you are, if you see in yourself that you do get defensive of your, you know, of your favorite things, or or you do um, get aggressive over over these things, like ask yourself, sit down and ask yourself, why? What is it about this that you are so invested? In? And and is this healthy? Because um, I'll, I'll say from my own personal experience, often it's not. Yeah. It's not, and we've talked about in the past when I when we get obsessed with games. Um, as as fantastic a game as I think Hollow Knight is, I saw in myself like I got a little too obsessed, and I had to pull away from it. Um, so I'm not immune to this. I'm saying I'm. I just want to encourage you as well. Like, what is it? Why? Why? Just why? <laughs> why are you so invested? So. Um, there you go. That's a final thought, right? It's. it's I kind of. I'm kind of a parasite. I kind of just, just branched off your final thought. But nah, dude. It's. It's.
1: It's all good. It's all good. Um, <laughs> I did one too before, like just sort of like before I forgot. Uh, mm-hmm. there were I. I looked up four verses in particular, and I'm just gonna spit off Sweet. the the uh the references. But uh, three of them are in Proverbs, Proverbs 14, verse 29, Proverbs 16, verse 32, and Proverbs 25, verse 28. And those are primarily talking about sort of restraint and anger and sort of the the corrosive effects that a lack of restraint and sort of easy access to anger can have on a person's life. Uh, I think Proverbs is really good, it's pragmatic, it's practical. Um... Yeah, and it's it is, it's is, it is, good for helping us to model and and sort of it provide us templates for living. Uh, I also, you know, and again, sort of referenced uh, James 1, 19 through twenty about um, being slow to anger and being slow to speak and, and being quick to listen. Um, you, you know, and just sort of as a, a thought too is like, you know, is a lot of. I think just like a, a practical sort of takeaway of that is wait and see what happens. Wait and mm-hmm. see if, if you want to argue with me
0: and tell me how I'm wrong, um, <laughs> where can they find us on Facebook, Josh? Oh yeah. We're on Facebook. That's right. Um, well, we've got a, a fantastic Wonderful group where we discuss all kinds of things pertaining to backlogs. Um, a lot of the conversation lately has been about the new year. I know I haven't been a part of those conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, been really busy. But I'm planning on jumping back in there and, and, and talking about, you know, looking forward to the new year and seeing what we can, uh, what we can beat down on a backlog. So join us there. Um, the group is the hashtag backlog book club on Facebook. Um, of course, you know, if you have any thoughts on this, you want to tell us how wrong we are. Um, or you just want to write a diatribe on why Waluigi has been snubbed. Uh, you can email us at the backlog breakdown at gmail.com. Um, and then all of the other, um, areas that you can personally reach out to Nate or I, you know, the, there's all the kind of standard stuff I'm on Twitter, I'm on Facebook, um, I'm on the GG app where I'm going to keep, you know, kind of my lists of games that I'm, I'm planning on hitting up over the next year, um, and on all that stuff. Uh, I'm generally Broccolope. That's B-R-O-C-C-O-L-O-P-E. And you, sir, are Mr. Nate underscore McKeever.
1: Yep, pretty much everywhere: Uh, Instagram, Twitter, uh, GG, PSN. So um, nice. Yeah, all all the all the things. Like I'm super Mr. On Brand. Um, And just sort of before I forgot, you sort of mentioned it. We do have something Mm -hmm. coming up for the new year. Uh, just sort of to, to put a little bit more of a bug in people's ears. I may have mentioned it last time, backlog golf. Um, some people are calling it year of the backlog. There is sort of a year long event that we're going to be running in the backlog book club. Uh, and it's the basic sort of layout. Um, and, and Charles Watson and Eric Bryant are sort of heading that up behind the scenes. Uh, Eric keeps telling me he's gonna get the rules like hammered out for me. So but um <laughs> and basically it's there's going to be a point system and for every game you buy that will sort of count against you and then for every game you beat, it'll count towards your score. Or so like nice. we're we're calling it golf because we're actually trying to get the lowest score.
0: Trying to get the lowest score. So yeah. So. so what is a hole-in-one then does that mean like you buy a game and beat it in the same day uh, but that would just even out like a hole-in-one supposed to get you some
1: it's, that, it's not.
0: it's that dude not josh know. it's not it's not a perfect perfect matchup here bro <laughs> multiple games beat them in one day boom hole-in-one yeah. uh, I, I don't know um <laughs> that that may not be a good idea so it may not be healthy
1: yeah at that point in time like you know we would probably need to have conversations about like i don't know <laughs> what are you doing with your time yeah. <laughs> um but uh, i guess uh until next time why don't you take us out josh because you brought us in all right and you're good at it
0: uh, well thank you I appreciate that um, But I'm sure all of you are tired of hearing My voice And uh, hearing me stop and start and, and not even know what to do Like right now So until next time uh, Just keep beating down your backlogs And we'll keep breaking down the benefits See ya See